Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, well, were you trying to call me again? What happened there? Uh, yes, the, the I lost connection, and then I end up calling you twice. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, crazy, crazy opening. Trying to cover it up. <laughs> but, yeah. But thank goodness. I don't think we ever got disconnected there. Uh, yeah, I thought we did, but it looks like we were still connected, and I was calling you on two. I had you on two lines, and yeah. Okay. But luckily, luckily, we are together again. So, uh, let's. We, we have a lot of stuff to talk about on the show. Like I said, I'm William Ramo. He's Macaulay Matthew. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got the um, WrestleMania recap, um, the March Madness. Uh, review of of uh, you know the the winners on both the men's and the women's uh, side of uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, also, a little bit of American Idol, and of course, what's going on uh, with Opening Day just happening uh, last Sunday with the Mets and the Yankees uh, bringing on the offense thanks to Sterling Castro, and uh, you know the the Warriors' quest to greatness, and plus so much more. And, uh, of course, the number is 917-388-4189. That's 917-388-4189. So feel free to share your thoughts on any of these topics and more. And uh, I want to thank you guys in advance for listening and calling and tuning into another episode of Sports of the Legend. So, Mac, what's going on with you? They're doing good, man. Um, it's a... Uh... Just uh, hanging out, hanging out with you, talking sports, um, watching baseball today. 
Which you're gonna your get recording into, has know. reached the maximum length. To replay your message, press 1. You, to delete you and re-record your message, press 3. Hello? For delivery options, this? press 4. Yeah, to send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Oh, I think you still have the other line on your phone. Yeah, but to replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. This for delivery crazy. options, this press really 4. To send a fax, press oh 6. To cancel this message, thing. press star. To send this message now, press pound <laughs> or hang up. Yeah, you uh, wanna... I'll be right back. I'll okay. be right back. Hello, Mac. Yep, back. Yes, we are back in business. Uh, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> this, uh, well, sorry for that technical difficulty. That was easily the weirdest uh, uh, technical difficulty we had. Uh, my fault. Um, but uh, what were we talking about first? Um, well, we're going to jump into talking a little bit baseball, right, to start the show, I right. guess? Yes, correct. Yes, let's do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You think I'm me frazzled. But, uh, yes, uh, you know, Mets start opening a night uh, in Kansas City uh, against the, the defending champion, uh, Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Royals, uh, they beat up on Harvey again. Um, stop me if you haven't heard that story before. Mm-hmm. Uh Similar to Game Five, except Game Five, I mean Harvey did pitch well. You know he did, um, you know he he, he uh, blew something. You know a- after he um, when he was when he you know feared that he was going to be taken out of the game, which Terry Collins was intending to do, but uh, you know Matt Harvey in uh, you know Game Five of the World Series. Matt Harvey convinced Terry Collins to get him into the game, and by the time he got to the mound, uh, he lost all his control and his, uh, you know, his aura on the mound. And I, as you, as we all know, the Mets lost that game. Uh, Matt Harvey pitched well, but fortunately, uh, the night he ran out of gas, you know, because of his emotions, trying to plead with Terry Collins to get him back into the game. But right. fast forward to game one of uh, this, year, this uh, um, you know, season. Uh, Matt Harvey, he pitched well. But, uh, you know, in the game, you know, the, uh, basically the, 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 the Royals, they, you know, they, never, they have that never-say-die uh, attitude and they just kept plugging away, plugging away, uh, stealing bases. Um, you know, they basically, you know, they just, you know, it was like, it was like game six – the, what, what should have been Game Six of the World Series, yeah. being played out many months later. So you know, of course, Mets did have a rally. They uh, they were losing. Mets were losing four nothing. They they cut it to uh, four to three, uh, and that was it really. They had they they had some scares of trying to come back, but the Royals, you know, like they did in the World Series, you know, they they kept the Mets at bay when they needed to, and uh, that was uh, Sunday night. Uh, fast forward to Tuesday uh, afternoon, um, the the Royals got their rings. I mean, they, yeah, they got their rings, and uh, the Mets, uh, they had Syndergaard on the mound, 
And as you know, for all you trivia um, folks out there, Syndergaard was the only guy on the Mets to win a game in the 2015 World Series. So would uh, Syndergaard, a.k.a. Thor, bring down the hammer on the Royals? You bet he did. And he had a brilliant performance. He struck out nine. Um, I think he went six innings, if my memory serves me right. Um, uh, he pitched well. Uh, the Mets uh, had some offense. Uh, uh, Neil Walker, the newest Met, the guy who who's replacing uh, Daniel Murphy at second base, um, he hit a two-run home run, and that proved to be the game winner. And the Mets would win the game by the final score of two to nothing. And uh, fast forward uh, to Friday night, uh, the Mets, uh, you know, opening day at home, uh, City Field. Uh, you had, uh, let me see, uh, Jacob DeGrom, who's expect his, uh, him and his wife is expecting to have a baby anytime soon. So, um, you know, he pitched, and, uh, you know, he, he only pitched six innings. He pitched well. Um, but he left the game not because his wife was going to have a baby, but instead his he was having some back problems. So, you know, he wanted to be cautious with it. So rightfully so, they took him out of the game. And you know the Mets w- would end up winning that game. I think by the final score of what uh, seven to two. Um, you know Michael Conforto had a a, a big game, um, and uh, basically you know you know uh, the the Mets got the win at home. So uh, then later or earlier today, or I should say early on uh, Sunday night, a uh, Saturday night I should say rather. Um, Cologne pitched a brilliant game, and he was being matched uh, by the Phillies' uh, young guy. I think his name was uh, Velasquez. Um, yeah, he was pitching great. I mean, he got nine career strikeouts, and he was matching Cologne pitch by pitch, strikeout for, for strikeout. Uh, Cologne was throwing 92, which, I mean, since his, you know, Cleveland-Montreal days, I mean, that's that's as high as he could throw it nowadays. So, I mean, Cologne was on his A game. The only mistake he did was he gave up a home run to Ryan Howard, you know, and, you know, Ryan Howard is up there, you know, on the all-time Met opponents who have, you know, most home runs against the Mets. I think he has like 44. So I think only, um, uh, I'm thinking Willie Stargell, I think, uh, Willie Stargell, Tripper Jones, uh, Pat Burrell, I think those are like the only guys who have more homes uh, than he than he does. Mm. So, you know, he adds another one to that total, um, and that was that proved to be the game winner because the Mets lost by the final score of one nothing. They had some opportunities, uh, but the, the the young guy uh, Velasquez he he held the Mets at check and. Unfortunately, as a result, the Phillies got their first one of the season as a result of it. And, you know, now the Mets are going to try to win the rubber game, you know, later today. And, uh, you know, one of the glaring things, you know, the Mets have the pitching as advertised, but the offense has been, uh, other than, uh, you know, the home opener on Friday, you know, afternoon, the Mets offense has been pretty weak, 
and the and the big the big culprit of it is uh, Cespedes, man. Cespedes, the streak that the the slump he's had since the last year's playoffs has continued. He's chasing after uh, balls in the dirt and the elusive uh, high fastball out of the, way out of the strike zone. He's he's still vulnerable to that. You know that's his kryptonite, and uh, they are really exposing him like Lex Luthor. You know. <laughs> you know, taking a trip to taking a time machine to go to Krypton. I mean, <laughs> he he is just really they're just really killing him with that high fastball and and uh, you know off speed pitches in the dirt. So he really needs to get his act or you know he he really needs to get his um, his stuff in check because the 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 Mets fans finally booed him. You know because of that. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to be the anchor of that offense. Um, but you know it's still early. You know let's not get too crazy. You know it's still we're still three games in the season into the season, so you know, these guys are gonna be a little rusty. You know so let's uh let's 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 not go crazy here. Um, I mean I normally I'd agree with you, but this guy man, he's he, uh, it's a continuation of the slump from the playoffs, man. He, he needs to get it, he needs to he needs to get it together. I mean, like Terry Collins said, if he has a three three for four night tomorrow, you know, three, you know, fans fans are gonna give him a standing ovation. You know, he just right. he just needs to he just needs to get back to the basis and try to basic and you know try to try to get a hit, man. Try to get a clutch hit. Gee, yeah. I think this guy's like three for fifteen or something like that. I mean, it's it's re- and probably more than that. Probably three for twenty or something like that. Well, you know, guys are gonna be rusty when the season begins. You know, that's understandable. Um, it's still early. I don't think uh, you should kill the guy. You should wait maybe twenty, thirty games in the season, and then start criticizing him. But it's too early yeah. to be doing this. But I think the reason why the, there's two factors why the Mets are, the fans are doing this. One, his salary. He's making twenty-seven million dollars a year. And two, it's a continuation of the the um the the playoffs. I mean, ever since the playoffs, he's been in this prolonged slump, and you know they've been supposedly working on his you know his weakness, and it's still exposed, man. Yeah, right. I mean, they got to get their they got to get their act together, man. He's got to get his act together, I guess. Yeah, him and the the entire offense. Conforto is like the only guy who's. Who's hitting on the on the team right now? Yeah, I know it's just I know the Mets are what two and two now as we uh, as they try to get the opening uh, the rubber match of the the Philly series uh, later today. But you know the Mets they have high they have high expectations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a wise uncle you know once said, "With great power comes great responsibility." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Absolutely. you know. The, they need to get into Spider-Man mode and listen to Uncle Ben because <laughs> they got the target on their back. You know, all they have is a, they, all they have is a pennant to show for it. Right. They don't got the they don't got the championship. It's true. So they got the target on their back. They got to get the act together. And uh, I, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the Mets uh, before their um, opening uh, day at City Field, they got they received their rings in a private ceremony. Have you have you checked out their new rings? Uh, no, I have not. Man, it's it's beautiful, man. It has uh, it has orange and blue on it. 
Um, it has like inside the ring. It has a like a photo, like the pennant trophy. Um, they also have like the years that the Mets won the pennant. I mean, it's, it's a very beautiful ring. I mean, imagine if the Mets would have won, how beautiful that ring would have been. Oh yeah. It's, but this ring is very lovely. But uh, the Mets gotta get their act together. Uh, but you know, you know, switching gears to the Yankees. The Yankees, you know, they they've been playing uh, you know a lot better lately. Uh, especially Sterling Castro, man, he's he, Sterling is a darling. As yeah, as uh, what's his name, uh, John Sterling, been saying. For real, uh, the guy had three uh, in the set in the Yankees' second game against the Astros. He had a three-run home run. Um, I think he went four for five or something in that game. Um, he continue, he continues to hit. He's in like over 400 right now for the season. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, helping this Yankee offense. This Yankee offense is looking real good, looking like the Bronx Bombers of old. You know, scoring 16 runs in that second game against Astros, and then following that up, scoring eight runs in the third game. And um, yesterday against the Tigers, you know, they got shut out. But uh, today they come back and they score uh, um, eight runs. Eight runs, right. Yeah, beat the Tigers 8-4, to four, um, powered by A-Rod's first home run of the season. And CC Sebastian pitched very well. Um, he's the only pitcher so far who's lasted more than five innings um, in this early season. So uh, Yankees are looking good right now, 3-2. and two, Offense looking real good. Pitching is still questionable right now. But, um, you know, I like the way they're playing, you know, looking like the old Bronx Bombers there. So, so yeah, far, so good. I mean, yeah, I have, I have to agree with you. I mean, the Yankees, the only, the only losses when, you know, against like, you know, credible big-name pitchers you got, um, you know, yeah. of course, Dallas Kutcher, who's the reigning uh, AL, uh, you know, Cy Young Award winner. And, of course, Yankees are familiar with him in the last year's one-game playoff. Mm-hmm. And of course, they lost to Jordan Zimmerman, who was a pretty good pitcher with the uh, Nationals. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, up until him signing that big deal with uh, the Tigers. So, you know, the the Yankees, like you said, other than the the pitching, you know, the the, the offense, you know, has showed up for the most part. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully it continues. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely keep an eye out on the, the Yankees and how they're doing. For sure. But um, switching gears, a team that uh, everybody's been keeping an eye out on is the the Warriors. And uh, they they won uh, won a close one against the the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, um, you know, Saturday night a few hours ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think the final score was, what, uh, 199, I think it was? Yeah, they came back. Like a real close game. Yeah, and seventy-one and nine right now. Yeah, they're the second team in history to win seventy at least seventy games. Mm-hmm. And now they got to win these uh, next couple of games to uh, to uh, cement their history, break the record one more to one more to tie it. Uh, you know the the Bulls' record, seventy-two and ten, and two more to uh, surpass it. So. They're on the right track, but I, I think they're they're going to be facing the Spurs soon. So oh, yeah. that's not that's not going to be walking apart. Well, they beat the Spurs, uh, you know, several days ago, 
you know, but that was in Golden State. Now they have to go play the final game against the Spurs at the Spurs' arena, and the Spurs have not lost a game there yet all season. Yeah, exactly. Spurs is the only undefeated team now because uh, the the um, Warriors shockingly recently lost at home to the Celtics, who are who are who are also finally returning to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not to missing it, you know, in recent years. Yeah. So yeah, Warriors. It's pretty simple what they got to do. They got to win out to win. Pretty and, much. And then, but they're in a dilemma. Should they rest the guys, you know, and prepare for the postseason, or or suit the guys up and try to go for history? I say go for history. Yeah, it sounds like they want to go for the record. So it doesn't look like they got to rest anyone. Yeah, I, I think they should. Yeah, I think they have the right mindset, especially the, those guys played uh, today. Yeah. Um, Curry didn't have a good game, really. I think he only made like three three pointers, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they definitely they're doing the right thing. They got to go for the record. There's history. Yeah. Yeah, either that or tie the record. At the worst case scenario, you got to tie the record. But yeah, right now they gotta they gotta they gotta go they gotta go to the into the the final game with a chance to try to break this record. Yeah, that ain't gonna be easy. And uh, speaking of, you know, not being easy, uh, congratulations uh, to the to the um, the, the the women's Yukon uh, Huskies team. They won four straight in a row, and they defeated uh, uh, Syracuse for the for the the title. Man, and I think I think she knows about giving those uh, girls some steroids, man. For real, every year. For real, those those girls are incredible, man. I mean, they they won four straight. Uh, I mean, that, that's like unprecedented. And then you got Gino. Uh, I think he he's the first coach, period, to in, you know in college basketball to to win eleven. I mean, he's he's on uh, Phil Jackson territory. Except yeah. he actually built the team from scratch, and uh, you know led those led those women uh, to multiple titles. Well, yeah, they have a good program over there at UConn. You know, you, they get all the great players from uh, from uh, all the great women players from high school to go there Absolutely. and play for them. You know, every year these girls end up going to the WNBA and becoming great. Oh yeah, and uh, Brianna Stewart, she ends her career, um, you know, being undefeated in the in the in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, I mean, congrats, congratulations to her and the seniors, you know, to getting to that next level, WNBA. And I wish those girls would play for the Liberty, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I, I don't think only through free agency, maybe in a few years from now. Yeah, so the, the 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 Liberty. I think they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, in the Eastern Pacific. Conference Finals. To the, I think uh, it was uh, um, Indiana, right? Uh, yeah, it was Indiana. Yeah. So yeah, they they're not gonna have a high pick in this draft. But they still have a good team. And no doubt. And uh, and ironically, Isaiah Thomas uh, is the GM, and. Uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, Bill Bill Lambeer is the head coach. I mean, they have the bad boys teaching the the Liberties to be <laughs> the bad, bad girls. girls. 
you know. So, I mean, hopefully the league can take it because I hope so. Their brother team, uh, the Knicks, uh, you know, they're – let's just say they're not – they're they're nowhere near Villanova on the men's team who, uh, you know, they, they, pull, they, they pull off an amazing victory. Uh, you know, they they won by the final score of uh, uh, 77-76 with a dramatic last-second uh, three-pointer. Yeah, by Chris Jenkins. Yeah, man, I mean – you got to tip your hat to that guy, man. Yeah, got um, balls. Maybe, maybe balls of steel. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a Will Ferrell movie or something. <laughs> I must be thinking. No, I I think it's a, there was a ping pong movie. What was that? Was it ping pong or, or an ice like skating that? movie? Oh, no. Nah, Blades of Glory. I think right, right. Right, I think it was like a, a, a handball, like a like a hand, hand tennis, like a tennis, you know, like a table tennis one, like oh, they really? had Christopher Walken and Terry Crews. No, I I've never seen that. Like, I never saw it either, but it might have came out like in 2004 or something. But oh, okay. Case. Yeah, uh, you know, shout out to Chris Jenkins, you know, making that last second shot because, you know, uh, the UNC was going to win another title. Yeah, but Villanova. Yeah, I mean, he, Villanova. They played great in this NCAA tournament. I mean, they blew. They they had a lot of blowups, you know, throughout the season and in this tournament, and they played great defense. Um, you know, great players. Yeah, they. I think they deserve to win that championship. They absolutely did. They bust a lot of brackets. Yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, man, they had that uh, the biggest. Uh, be, uh, you know, blowout um, against Oklahoma, like yeah. the last uh, round before that. Yep. The 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 final four. And they beat Kansas, who everyone was picking to win the championship. You know. Oh yeah. So they they definitely deserved it, and uh, yeah, congrats to Jay Wright. You know, he got the NCAA, you know, got a championship. Congrats. As a coach. So yeah, this this uh, NCAA tournament uh, for both men and women is uh, going to be very memorable, memorable for many years to come. Yeah, definitely. And uh, moving quickly to the Knicks, uh, they they beat the uh, the six seventy sixers recently, and uh, they honored uh, before the the game uh, the seventy sixers. Honored uh, Allen Iverson, who uh, who joins the the new illustrious class that's going into the Hall of Fame. Shaquille O'Neal is going in, among other uh, among other people. You know, Yao Ming. Yao Ming, right? Uh, a, a big class. Yeah. Good to see Allen Iverson uh, going in and. Sixers honoring him. Uh, he does. He definitely deserves yeah. it. I mean, he was one of the faces of the NBA during the 2000s. Oh, absolutely, man. He, he well deserved. He definitely needs to needed to be to go into the Hall of Fame and uh, the 76ers to show him love because you know, yeah, he didn't love to practice, but that guy, man, he, man, he he took he he single handedly took took uh, you know the the 76ers to the finals that year. Yeah, two thousand one, I think it was. 
I think it was 2002. 2002. 2001. Yeah. That was 2001. Well, yeah. But in any case, um, yeah, I mean, congrats to him. I'm just regret that he didn't, you know, Dolan, according to the reports, uh, Isaiah wanted to sign them, you know, come to the Knicks. But the last minute, you know, Dolan uh, vetoed that, that thing. It would have been interesting to see him in a Knicks uniform. But when? Like when that? did they want him to come here? Uh, it was like, when year was that? It was like maybe 2002, 2003. Really? I don't know what year it was exactly. But it was, I think it was like towards the end of his career, though. Yeah, that would have been a mess. Before he went overseas. I don't think that would have worked that well. Yeah, because I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we might have had Marbury that time. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it most likely wouldn't have worked out. But then again, what has worked out with this team? Other than that, East, that uh, what was it, 2011 when we went to the Eastern Conference Final a few years ago? Probably 2012. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that, 2012. Nothing's worked out. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's worked out with the Knicks uh uh, since the glory days of the 90s. And uh, there's rumors that, you know, Karambas might return as the full-time head coach, uh, even though uh, the Knicks are anything but good, you know, lately, because uh, uh, I don't know if you heard that Derek uh, Fisher was – him and – Derek Fisher and uh, – and, uh, Kurt Rambis, they had a uh, you know issues because Kurt Rambis thought that uh, Derek Fisher should have implemented the triangle offense more during his uh, tenure as a head coach. Well, the triangle it doesn't seem like it's working. You know, you do that, or it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not used in the right situations. You know. Yeah. Basically, you need two superstars to to have to have the triangle offense to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Knicks clearly do not have that. You got Carmelo Anthony, who's a star, but he doesn't have a he doesn't have a, a you know a cast. I, mean, I guess maybe Porzingis. Yeah. But yeah, he's you know he's a rookie. You know he's he's learning the game, but you know it's. You know, a lot of pressure, and he's he's been injured a lot, Porzingis. Yeah. So, most importantly, we got to see what the Knicks are going to do in this off season. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer again. Oh yeah, an interesting summer is uh, the Rangers. Congratulations to them. Uh, they're going to the postseason. They they recently lost to the, the to the Islanders though. So, and I think yeah, Islanders they're they're going to the playoffs too. So. Well, congrats to them as well. But uh, yeah, the Rangers they won earlier today. Uh, well, Saturday they won. Uh, they defeated the Red Wings three to two. So yeah, they they've been they've been going on a little winning streak lately. You know, on their quest, but they have a lot of guys who's injured, uh, including uh, Matt Circarello. So you gotta get these guys healthy before the playoff push, you know, happens. You know, very soon. Yeah. And but, uh, and hopefully this is the year that they win it all. Yeah, most importantly, no doubt about that. Because they're still one of the top teams in the NHL and the Eastern oh, Conference. So absolutely, you know, one of the original six. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
but uh, you know, from way back in the days, you know, just like just like in uh, the sports, you know, you need the old school old school teams, especially in New York, to be you know in the running for a championship. You know, yep. it's good for the sport, and it's especially good for the fans uh, in New York City. Yeah, playoff time. But uh, oh, no doubt. But um, shifting gears. Uh, yeah, let's talk um, a little uh, WWE before we get into some other stuff. Um, yeah, as we as we um, was talking uh, earlier, uh, you know, off air. Uh, but yeah, basically, um, you know, WrestleMania. You know that it was very predictable. The endings were very predictable. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar, they had a good match, but the problem is is that it was short, and Brock Lesnar won. And, um, yeah, I mean, some of the highlights was, was the highlight basically was the Divas match, you know, having Lita announce that the, the woman's title will, will, uh, will uh, finally replace the Divas title. And, uh, basically the woman's title is, uh, is like a cross between the intercontinental and the, the you know, the, the world heavyweight title. Yeah. And we we both agreed that uh, Shasha should have won, but uh, Charlotte is now the new champion, so I guess now she's a two-time champion, even though technically she didn't lose the title. But since it's vacated, she's the new woman's champion as a result of the beating Shasha and uh, Becky in the match. Yeah, you know, uh, as soon as they announced it, I knew that she was going to win it. Um, I wanted Sasha to win, but, you know, unfortunately, might have to wait a little longer to see Sasha as a, a woman's champ, so. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I thought for sure she was going to win it, but, you know, Charlotte is still the champion. Yep. Uh, another surprise, uh, well, one of the few surprises of the thing was uh, The Rock confronting the Wyatt family and uh, setting a record uh, by defeating Eric Rowan in a surprise match in six seconds. So that shattered uh, the Sheamus, uh, you know, 18-second uh, record that he had when uh, Sheamus broke kicked uh, Daniel Bryan for the, you know, for the title after uh, he was kissing... Uh, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan was kissing AJ at the time a few years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And this wasn't even like a scheduled match. Yeah, it wasn't. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be a gauntlet match. After you pinned Eric Rowan, I was like, okay, are they going to have like a gauntlet match or something? Like, <laughs> is he going to face, uh, you know, uh, what's, what's the guy? I'm sure, Braun Strowman and then Bray Wyatt? Yeah. But no, that was <laughs> that was it. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking they were gonna, uh, you know, I thought, you know, he would, like I said last week, I thought he was gonna use the rematch clause and uh, challenge, uh, uh, you know, uh, Triple H for the title because I, I thought, as we all expected, Roman Reigns would win, but I thought, and yeah, call me a fool, I thought WWE was gonna actually be unpredictable this time around but yeah if if you if you bet your money on 
on the you know the the results. Uh, I don't think any money because everybody agreed on this the same picks. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I thought if Rock was gonna have a match, it would have been an impromptu match against Triple H because they've been hyping that match ever since last year. You know, he would have challenged him for the title and finally win the title. You know, heavyweight title at WrestleMania, but. That didn't, that didn't happen, of course. Roman Reigns won, as we expected. And one thing that kind of PO'd me was, you know, uh, in the Triple H's intro, you know, Stephanie was, you know, obviously, you know, she's a heel. She's doing her role. But, you know, saying basically, you know, they own the fans and all that stuff. I mean, the way how they treat the fans, you know, especially with the product these these couple of years, it's like some truth to what they were saying. Like they don't give a crap about the the hardcore old school fans who support the product, you know, the product ever since, you know, the John Cena era. And they're basically caring about getting the new subscriber to, you know, sign up and get a free WWE network, you know, because that's all they care about. They care about getting new fans because in their minds, they already have you and, Whatever they say or do, they'll just hand you a use, you know, toilet paper, and you'll accept it because they feel like we're mindless zombies that will accept whatever they give us. Right. Yeah. So what was your thoughts on the the whole thing? Well, I mean, WrestleMania. I thought it was a okay WrestleMania. It wasn't great, you know. And that's the problem. Uh-huh. You know, um, there were some good matches. I liked the Divas match. I liked the Inter IC match. Um, the championship match was okay, but predictable. Um, Dean Ambrose match, I was disappointed. I thought Dean Ambrose would win, but he lost. Um, overall, it was a B minus C plus WrestleMania. Um, it could have been better, but you know, it is what it is. That's a lot of. Uh, uh, things uh, that were predictable, so, and that's my problem. the 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 walls, the walls after WrestleMania these last couple of years have been way better than WrestleMania. Oh that's yeah, a huge problem because yeah. WWE they lost their hunger. They, you know, they lost their hunger to try to entertain the fans. They just, they just know they as long as they get big stars from the past to come and the biggest stars in Hollywood to show up, They're, you know, and and in sports as well. You know, people are going to come and, and check it out, the, the event. You know, they don't care. They don't care about uh, doing anything memorable anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, oh, yeah, another thing I actually just remember, the Shane McMahon dive. That was like the, you know, that was a, that was a high, that match was a highlight too, along with the yeah. match. I mean, forgot about that. for Shane, yeah, I mean, that was uh, that to me. That was the match of the night. I mean, the Divas one was close, but yeah, Shane McMahon. I mean, I was literally scared that he did the dive. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure they took some precautions to make sure everything's okay, but it's scary. I mean, because if he made any, you know, sudden stuff that wasn't predicted, I mean, both of them could have been him and Undertaker could have been killed. Yeah. And and Shane. I mean, once once Shane lost Undertaker. You know, basically, the, the everything else was going to be predictable after that, because authority would still be in charge, even though Raw, uh, you know, they 
you know, they weren't there. You know, Shane was able to run Raw, and a lot of NXT people showed up. Um, it, it was, you know, awesome. You know, they had Apollo Crews' debut and uh, Enzo Amari and Big Kaz from that tag team, uh, you know, feud with the Dudley Boys. Um, it, it was very interesting. Raw, Raw was very interesting. Uh, Miz retained the title uh, from WrestleMania, that he gained at WrestleMania. Three games. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, he gained the title at yeah. Raw after uh, um, Zack Ryder finally won the, the Intercontinental title, which mm-hmm. was a big moment, a ship, one of the shocking moments of the night. So congratulations to uh, you know Zack Ryder winning the title, but then Miz, you know, he he now he's a new champion with the help of his real life wife Maris. You know, welcome back to WWE. She returns, and now it looks Maris. like Miz is going to be pushed now. Yeah. Oh, what did you say? Oh no, I said yeah, Maris is back, but married. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> yep. What can you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know. I think it's, you know, it's going to be a good move for Miz. You know, he's, you know, I think they'll push his character. Because his character, just like Zack Ryder, you know, WWE is kind of watered down there. You know, the, you know, the gimmick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, congratulations. uh, Switching gears to uh, Ida quickly. Uh, Congratulations to the new winner. I forgot his name, but, you know, he's the final winner, and they kind of hinted that there might be an idol in the future. And looks like Apple, um, Papo Bond, that guy. And Walking Dead, uh, we don't know who who died because me being a cop. Round two, name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.